Listener Production. Hello, it's Limo here. Today I'll be joined by Nathan Broad on Footy Talk and we'll be chatting about the crowds in round one. We'll be talking about the draw. What do we do? Do we play extra time? We'll be chatting about fashion in the AFL as well as the Maldives, marriage, babies, racehorses. Don't go anywhere. Hello, it is Limo here with Footy Talk, your daily dose of footy, the latest news, interviews and analysis from the world of AFL. And joining me to talk through all the big issues today, Richmond superstar Nathan Broad. Hello, mate. Hey, mate. How are you, mate? I am very, very well. Uh, now, I was thinking about you as I was driving in here this morning. How many games had you played when you won your first flag? For I think it was 10 or 11, I reckon. Yeah. Not, not yeah. bad. Not, 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 not bad. a bad start. Yeah, Jack Graham pit me. I think he was five <laughs> or something. Yeah, so it was, um, yeah, unreal, surreal. Because you're, you're over 100 games now, but you've got yep. three flags. It's not a bad strike rate. It was good, yeah. I had, yeah, I don't know how many for three, but it was good. I think Brad Hill and myself were about even for the quickest to get there, which is just insane. Yeah, ridiculous. So, were you around 50 games for three flags? I think it was around 60. Oh, actually, I don't know. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, it was low and it was just outrageous. I thought it was you win flags every year for a bit there, but um, <laughs> slowly sad. starting to realise now it's not that easy. <laughs> it's uh, not a bad start to your career right there. Let's wind the clock back to last Thursday night. 88,000-odd people there. How is, I mean, you're, you're a Richmond player, so you're spoilt a little bit with big crowds because the Richmond faithful really do come out in force. Uh, but what was that like for you, round one last Thursday night in front of that crowd? Yeah, it was it was awesome. We got news that it sold out um, early. And yeah. then, um, yeah, we just knew it was going to be above the 90,000 and running out. It was just insane. The Lynchy Mark at the end there was was pretty wild. I was um, having to think about crowds um, going back in, back in 2019. Yeah. We played in front of 90-odd thousand against Geelong. Um, and that was like, you could honestly feel the turf coming through, like the energy in that. It was just wild. And then yeah. fast forward a few months, we played in front of zero in a draw against <laughs> Collingwood 38 all. So, um, yeah, it's quick how things change, but it's awesome to have crowds back now post COVID. I reckon last year people a little bit, you know, tentative, didn't want to come out and about, but now they're out in force, third highest ever, I think, round. So It was indeed the first yeah. high, third highest ever attended round of footy. Uh, so you're right, people are coming back in force. One of my favourite uh, footy stats is that Marlon Pickett's first two games of AFL footy, the crowds were 100,000 and zero. And zero, yeah. <laughs> Anti-climax for him coming around next time. <laughs> not, not a bad first couple of games there uh, for him. Now, you ended in a draw, of course, on Thursday night. Some people are saying we should play extra time to get a result like they do in the NBA. And others, like myself, say, what's wrong with a draw? To me, a draw is a result. But yeah. what's, what's your feeling on it? Would you like to play extra time? Uh, well, this is my third draw now. We're, yeah. we're pretty good at it, Richard. We don't, uh, we don't do things easy. So I, I think Jack Rewatt holds the record. Yeah, eight, I think, or something, uh, yeah, which is yeah. it's astonishing. It's just ridiculous. But um, I don't know. I don't – extra time, I don't mind it. Um, I feel like that's – it would help Richmond. We, we go for a bit longer. We're pretty fit, I think, and we've been there before in the past, so maybe we have a mental edge. But yeah. um, like you said, it draws two points, and um, come season's end, those two points – you know, they could be enough to get you in top four, top eight, yeah. stuff like that. Um, yeah, I, I don't mind. I'm 50-50 on the fence. See, I look at the NBA, NBA, small court, five players, loads of dudes on the bench. Extra time to me doesn't have as big an impact. AFL, 
because surely you're knackered at the end when the final siren goes. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It doesn't, I reckon, a little bit structure, but by, by the end of it, it comes down to mental and um, who can hold on for longer, I think, like you said. Yeah. Um, you got the sub rule now, but you might have someone injured. And um, yeah, it's, it'll be interesting to see how they go because there's a lot of talk about it at the moment. Indeed. Now, let's uh, talk about debutantes uh, for a moment. Now, you didn't have any on the weekend, but you had a few last year. Yeah. The, there's a real trend now I've noticed in the AFL for the social media team to try and get capture the big reveal when the player finds out uh, they're playing their first game. How has Dimmer done it at Richmond over the last 12 months? Uh, Dimmer's uh, call you into his office, which normally isn't a, isn't a good thing. If uh, <laughs> you hear come to my office or Dimmer wants you in the office, you normally scoot the other way and try and hide from him. But um, yeah. if you're, you haven't played a game yet, normally it's not a bad thing. He gets him in there and... Um, you know, they record it or whatever and, and let them know. And normally they call their family after and record that. And yeah, it's amazing to see back in my day, they weren't doing that yeah. uh, as much. So um, it's good now you can get the raw emotion of the player. How did you find out you were playing your first game? <laughs> I was I was a bit of a weird one. to be. I was having brekkie um, down ready to play VFL. And yeah. I got a call from um, Dimmer and he said, hey, mate, I'm going to need you at the MCG um, today to play day game against Brisbane. Oh, sorry, at Marvel. Yeah. And I was getting ready for a VFL game. And he's right. like, don't rush, don't panic. Um, so, yeah, one of the boys pulled out with a sore back. So uh, got down there, got there a little bit late, but not for the game, just for the warm-up and yeah. got into it. And that was it. It's probably the best way, to be honest, because yeah, not you, thinking about it. Obviously didn't have family there, which was a bit disappointing, but um, less would, time to think. You would have had a nice sleep the night before. Yeah, exactly right. I had a good sleep. <laughs> didn't have to peel the paint off the ceiling. It was all right. How did you go? How was game one? It was good. It was a marvel against Brisbane. We got the win. Uh, roof was open. Yeah, it was good. Went all right. Held my go- uh, got a game the following week, which was good. And did you keep your spot for the rest of the year? No, nah, I played two and then that was it. I was gone. Yeah, yeah get out. <laughs> right, okay, get out of <laughs> the, here. The senior players came back and off you go. So what? So how many times have you been called to Dimmer's office for a meeting? Oh, a few times. Yeah, early days, um, getting dropped mainly. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, it's never a good thing, that's for sure. But um, the last few years have been good being able to play a bit more consistent. So when he, so when you get dropped, he calls you into the office to tell you. Yeah, that or your line coach. Yeah, back in the day, it used to be yeah. a line coach. So Ben Rutten, before he went to the Dons, I had him. We've yeah. got him back now, which is good. Um, but yeah, you, you'd get that phone call on your phone and come up and you knew straight away. <laughs> yeah, just no, straight away. <laughs> Tail between the legs. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a horrible feeling. It's shocking, but we've all got to go through it. Yeah. Um, part of the process, isn't it? And so it is exciting for the debutantes. And I love the social media videos that come out. Richmond had a good one last week where the, oh, we got a phone call and the whole playing group was there and it was the dad telling, you know, the player that he was yeah, playing. Yeah. What do you, I've got a proposal. Tell me what you think about this. I reckon clubs should do the same for delistings. So get the whole playing group together. I <laughs> uh, go, oh, the phone's ringing. Who's this? Oh, it's Carol from Centrelink. Carol, who do you want to talk to? <laughs> she says, and that's how players find out. Do you think that'd be, or maybe it's a bank manager. Oh, it's a local NAB bank manager. Who do you want to speak to? <laughs> and then you're delisted. <laughs> and then you're delisted. Well, that was like in, uh, in juniors for me when we had state growing up as a kid. They yeah. all put us all into one room. And then if your name got called out, you're in like you're you move on to the next next week, and they slowly trim oh, off the, okay. the yeah. squad. And if you're left in the room, well, it's it's all over. You know, come back next year type thing. Yeah. And I remember I was sitting there five of us, and that was it. <laughs> and then everyone waits for you outside the pricks, <laughs> so you got to come out and you know, yeah, sad a tail between your legs. <laughs> right. Um. So <laughs> that's a cruel way to do oh, it. Oh, it was hard. I don't think they do that these days. But um, yeah, you learn the hard way back in the old days. Hey, how do you go in? You've played in a few grand finals now. 
How do you go with the players who just miss out? How yeah. how hard is that to do? Because you're obviously close to them. You're all good mates. How do you deal with that? Because that would be devastating for the player number 23 yeah, on grand yeah. final day. We had Jack Graham in 2019, I think. He did his shoulder in the prelim and missed out on the granny. So he's literally yeah. played all year, does the week before the granny and misses out. Um, and he gave himself every chance that week. And just watching him, you knew he wasn't going to play. Or he's not right, but he's just trying his hardest to get through training. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. it's heartbreaking because, you know, he does everything to get there. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, he... he he did win in 2017, which was a good thing. But, um, yeah, it's heartbreaking. Like, Jaden Short in 2017 plays all season, gets yeah. dropped, and then we win the flag, and then he doesn't. He misses out. But then, thank God, 2019 comes around, 2020 he plays in both. So I think that's one good thing for Richmond. We've, we've played multiple, so we've most of the playing groups played in one. Everyone, but um, yeah. everyone's had a little taste of the, the ice cream. But um, if you just won the one, there'd be some really heartbreaking stories, yeah. Yeah, but it'd be hard pretending to be happy because <laughs> you'd always have that mixed emotion oh you? yeah yeah just missed that's out. the thing like the boys handle it so well professionals but deep down yeah it, it would eat them it'd, yeah. gr- it'd grind your gears oh, god yeah hey a bit of talk this week about the afl pa campaigning for players to be able to wear their own kits to games uh, much like they this. do uh, the nba players we see dressing themselves up looking cool as they arrive at games what do you reckon about that would you like to Put some sweet threads on as you arrive. <laughs> I'm not a very sweet threads guy. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty basic, but I'm not a massive fan for it. I think um, wear your club colours. It's probably going to put added anxiety on players too. You know, what am I going to wear? Does it need to be designed? And now they're going, these young yeah. kids going out spending bloody a thousand bucks on a T-shirt, which <laughs> they don't need to do. So I think it adds an extra anxiety and money spending and what should I wear? But on the flip side, I do see some positives, you know, like Indigenous boys can wear a lot of um, Indigenous stuff, mm. the flag stuff and that, which would be awesome to promote. Um, you know, there could be anything that you, you're passionate about that you can wear to the game and, and show. So I do see both sides of it. But um, I think for younger players, um, especially these ones who like to buy their Balenciaga and Gucci, <laughs> uh, the old paycheck <laughs> might drop it down a bit. <laughs> who, at, who at Richmond? So let's say this came in. Who of your teammates at Richmond would be the ones to go the whole nine yards and be the fur coats, the whole big sunglasses, the whole business. Oh, it's all the younger boys. Yeah, yeah. the older boys are pretty good. They'd just be stock standard, a um, few farmers in the group, so maybe they wear <laughs> <Yeah>. their stubbies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, these younger boys, we've got Noah Cumberland down there. He'd be, oh, he'd have a $10,000 kit on if he had the chance. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, Tyler Sonzi, um, Jack Ross, all these younger boys. Um, yeah. Yeah, they'd be, they'd be rocking some expensive kits. Right. Okay. Yeah, the, the match payment that week could be going straight on a bit of Balenciaga or something. Right. What about yourself? Would you be? What no, would you I'm a plain guy, yeah. Maybe a trucker cap. Um, Trey, yeah, right. Now, plain shirt, plain pants. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a basic man, country man. Just keep it simple. Yeah. I mean, over the years, the AFL has had some great fashion. I mean, have you had any favourites from over the years? For me, I like the Gary Ayres mullet from back in the day. It was yep. very strong. The Bailey Smith mullet now is pretty strong. In fact, Ivan Marich. Yeah, Hugo Rolf Smith. We've got him. He's yes. a Bailey Smith uh, lookalike clone. Yeah, <laughs> not as good in that. <laughs> <laughs> the mullet's made a real comeback, hasn't it? It has made a big comeback. Yeah, I, I uh, had one during the 2020 hub. That might have been a midlife crisis, maybe. But <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Um, but yeah, your, your bleach blonde tips. Dion Prestia rocks out a bit. Don't oh, mind that. Yeah, yeah, nice. Um, Shay Bolton plays around a bit with his. Uh, yeah. We had Marby or Chol. He used to run the uh, lightning bolt stripe and all that oh, stuff. He's up at the Gold Coast now. Oh, see, there's um, a bit going on there's here. There's a bit going on, yeah, yeah. A lot of these boys that are in the NBA, they think they're, you know, 
LeBron James and stuff, so they yeah. try and yeah, flaunt right. what they've got. What about these? See, I used to love the Warwick Kappa shorts back in the day, the super tight shorts. Do you think they could ever make a comeback? <laughs> oh, in these day and age with the Frank and Beans <laughs> hanging through, probably might find himself in a bit of hot water, but <laughs> may not work. I'm trying to think of great. Oh, du- now, Dusty did his Bonds ad yep. a few years ago. How does that go in the change room? So the boys hook into him well, after the Bond. I mean, I realise you're probably not going to. Pick on Dusty Martin too much. <laughs> He's a bit of a unit. But does he cop it a bit around the change rooms? Uh, a little bit. I think uh, this day and age, obviously, they're getting very good at photoshopping, so it's doing him justice. <laughs> <laughs> so he's pretty happy probably. But, um, nah, he's he, yeah, I guess he's making a lot of coin doing it, I think. But there's some blokes out there who – who sell themselves for a lot less money than what Dustin is. <laughs> yeah, no, he's done, he's done very well, Dusty. <laughs> on fashion, quickly, Jason Horn Francis, high socks on the weekend. Yeah, Pulled I saw right that. up to the knee. Are you a fan? I'm not a fan, but I did watch the game. Yeah. And he stood out like a sore thumb <laughs> with it. So I'm thinking for a bloke who doesn't get many touches, maybe I need to pull up my socks or bright <laughs> boots, I think, so I stand out a bit because every time I looked, he did have a lot of the ball, but um, mm. every time I looked, you could just see the black socks pulled up. It is, uh, it is a good look. You know, on the weekend, the North Melbourne game, uh, Oscar Allen, did you see him miss a goal from about yeah, a did. metre out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was watching that and I was yelling at the TV going, I can't believe it. And my wife, it's a true story, she goes, what's going on? I said, Oscar Allen's just missed a goal from one metre out. How do you miss a goal from a metre out? And she said, in a great husband-wife moment, she goes, you miss the toilet bowl while you're standing over it. So I don't think you're in any position to criticise And I said, okay, it's not really related. But. You know, I, I know we, I'm without a home at the moment. The old toilet bowl situation's lit up, lit down. Well, you've recently married. Yes. Yeah, Honeymoon recently. in the Maldives. Yeah. If you don't mind. Yes, yes. How, how was that? The bank account did mine. <laughs> I bet it did. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, I've, I've had a great off season. Um, obviously... Got away on a footy trip, so we had 33 of us head off to Thailand um, straight away pretty much, which was which was awesome. So yeah. um, footy trip's a big thing at Richmond. We um, The club lets us do it and um, we get big numbers, which is good. So we went to Phuket. How, how was it? Awesome, yeah. It's yeah. good. We only go for four days and people go, oh, four days. You go all that way for four days. But I tell you, by day four, yeah. you're yeah. begging to get out of there. You are ready to pack it in. <laughs> you're ringing I'll, home crying. I went to Las Vegas once for five days and that was three days too long. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> what they say about Vegas too. Yeah, get it in, get out. Yeah. But yeah. Um, no, that was awesome. And then and then I got married, um, which is amazing. Um, yeah, into a wedding up in the coast. And, um, and a baby arriving soon. Yeah, and then, yeah, just a baby girl. So um, incredible coming in August. So Yeah, um, great. Yeah, yeah, we're wrapped. Everything, life's great. Life's good. And um, off-season was good. Spring carnival, had a good mm. runner in the Queen's Cup, which was nice. Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. So I uh, won that race and now favourite for the Melbourne Cup. So um, Hang on. So you're, you've got a horse yeah, yep. that is currently favourite for the Melbourne Cup yeah, this year. Yeah, equal favourite, yeah. Yep. So it's going what's around this the, what, Saturday, Hang on, actually. what's the name of this horse? Sulcum. S- yeah, S-O-U-L. S O U L, yeah. C O M B E. Oh, right. Okay. Um, yeah. So it won the Queen's Cup first race in Australia, blitzed the field, and yeah. um, straight away after that was was favourite for the Melbourne Cup. And we uh, we had a bit of money on it, us boys, that day. And we were down there at Flemington, and um, yeah, we, we had one hell of a day and um, sent it that day, which was good. And then uh, it's running this Saturday, first, first run in Melbourne again since it's been running up in Sydney and um, just getting through the paces. But 
will you be there this weekend to watch? No, nah, we're off to Adelaide. I'm spewing. Oh. Yeah, I'm livid. <laughs> you can't, you can't chuck a sickie yeah. <laughs> to watch the horse run. Yeah, we got another one running in Adelaide on Saturday too, and we, we can't get there. Is it ra- is it running at the same time as the games on? Uh, we're not sure. The race card hasn't come out yet. Um, will Will someone run out onto the ground and give you the result? I'm hoping. I've got a couple of people down there I reckon who could help me out. So <laughs> Right. This is this is I mean, back in the day, some players did have the form guide tucked into their sock out yeah, on the ground. But this is, I've got a couple of people down there that I reckon will be able to swindle. You've got to hand your phone in these days. So ah. um that's the only bit that's gonna stop me, but um, hopefully we can get the result, which will be nice. Yeah, all right. Well we'll look forward to that, Sulk, and we'll keep an eye out on the weekend. And for the Melbourne Cup, Nathan Broad. There's an interest in that one. Uh, Hang around, mate. We're going to have a little break. You're listening to Footy Talk. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Listener, please hit the like button and leave us a review or rating. New episodes? No, they're new episodes, Limo. They happen every day at lunchtime. You're listening to Footy Talk, Limo here with Richmond superstar Nathan Broad. Now, there was a video uh, surfaced of you. Well, it surfaced. I think you knew it was happening. Uh, of you calling members on TikTok. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, now, so how does this work? Does they, the club comes in and says, look, we need a few people to sign up. Do you mind giving members a buzz? What's that, what's that like for you, just a cold call? Uh, members who haven't signed up yet. Well, it was um, members who are already members. Yeah, we're, we're oh, very okay. fortunate that we've we've got a lot of them. So um, it was <laughs> yep. yeah, it was members who are members, and it was actually their birthday. So all oh, right, I think there was literally well, there was about eight of us in there, and we had about ten people each. So it could be could have been eighty people birthday that day. It was wild. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I don't know if it was coming up Nathan Broad on the other end, but no one wanted to pick up for me. I got. <laughs> I think out of my 10, I've got seven answering machines. Right, okay. And then one bloke I had, he goes, oh, thanks, mate. Cheers. Um, I'm at work. Thanks. See you later. So I had a shock and run that day. But um, no, it was good to call back the members and, and just say happy birthday. And um, thanks for being a member. And we're getting towards 100,000 again, which is, which is insane, just wild. They hang in there, Richmond fans. Richmond had a very long period, a lean period as a football mm-hmm. club. But the fans always turned up. Week after week, it was uh, you got to got to take your hat off. They're uh, they're a very honest bunch. They uh, they let you know when you're going well, and they definitely let you know when you're not going well. So they keep some... us on our toes, that's for sure. <laughs> Have you ever copped it over the fence from Richmond fans? Oh yeah, I've copped a few rippers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what sorts of things have they given you some oh, advice? You probably, have they? probably can't say them on this show without a few beeps, but um, yeah, people definitely have their um, two bobs worth over the fence. They've all played or coached or done something. <laughs> They're all experts. Yeah, Is yeah. there a part of you that goes, hey, we've given you three flags in the last five years. How yeah. about you just take a chill pill? For well, it, it, half the time you just want to say that, like, oh, come on, we, we've given you three. Yeah. 37 years since we'd won one and now we've given you three, <laughs> most in any AFL team in the last yeah. however long. But, um, no, there's obviously amazing ones that do know that, but you get the odd the odd couple that uh, they want more, they're hungry for more, which is fair enough. Some people are just grumpy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Taranto and Hopper, how have they uh, fitted in at the awesome. club? Awesome. Yeah, so good. They um, they came in, obviously we'd seen them at the Giants, played against them at the Giants, but um, mm. just what they are, off-field people, they're unreal. Uh, Taranto's massive culture guy, so is Hopper. They're binding to everything, every club function we've had. They're there. They're the last ones to leave. Um, so they've really bought into the culture and, and playing-wise, it speaks for themselves. They've got a pretty uh, pretty handy resume and Taranto's first game was, yeah, through the roof and Hopper's was too. So, yeah, I've got, um, I've nah, got- 
hopper in my super coach team. So if you could look out for him a bit more. Yeah, well, we are watching through the vision, we absolutely burnt him on the weekend. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think you'll get a spike this week. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, keep him in. Don't trade him out. Guess I'm going to hang on to him. Yeah, hang on to him. Uh, now, you may have seen on the weekend Hawthorne played Essendon. I don't like to talk about it too much. I took my son. He played uh, Minecraft on his iPad in the second half. Not even. Not <laughs> Got even. bored. He couldn't cope anymore. I said, it's all right, mate. Play with your iPad. Wasn't a great day for the Hawks. But a standout moment on the day was when Anthony McDonald, Tip and Woody, uh, came onto the ground as a sub in the final quarter. And the Essendon fans went bananas. Great cult figure at Essendon. Uh, so thought it might be nice to have a little chat about cult heroes or, uh, in the AFL. There have been a few over the years. See, I, if I think of Richmond, probably even though cult heroes often aren't massive superstars at the same time, but Richo no. was a cult hero. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was and, hard to go past Richo. Ivan Maric, I reckon. Yes, Had the yes. mullet, a bit of a swagger about him. Um, yeah. He was a big cult. He's still a cult hero down there. He, he doesn't play, but he's still acting like one. He's, <laughs> he's, a, he's yeah, at right. PDM down there and he's, um, yeah, he's a ripper. I think Jake yeah. King was a bit of a cult hero yep. as well. Yeah, he definitely was. Yeah. I'm trying it's, to think uh, in my, my playing time. I didn't play with Kingy, but... At, well, Liam at Hook- Baker probably now a little bit. Yes. Yeah, they're all loving young Bakes. Um, mad as a cut snake. Yeah. Um, yeah, goes at it hard. You do um, like that. At Haw- well, Matt Spanger at Hawthorne. Yep. Because he had the Jesus look yeah, yeah, about yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. When he won a flag, that made the Hawthorne faithful very happy. Uh, Warwick Kappa, we've already mentioned him today, was definitely a cult hero back in the day. Uh, Cyril Rioli at Hawthorne. Yeah, all these live wires that entertain and that. What about now you were an Essendon fan – yeah, correct. Yep. As a young fella, did you have a poster on the bedroom wall? Yeah, I had a few. Yeah, yeah. I had. Um, I was a very fortunate young, one day as a young fella to go down and just had this dinner meet and greet with a few people. And Kevin Sheedy was coach back then, and oh, so yeah. um, got autographs, and that was like the best thing ever. Seeing all your idols and your heroes. Um, yeah. James Herb was obviously the one. I had the long sleeve jersey with five yeah. on the back. Yeah. Um, only child, no brothers or sisters, so bit of imagination in the backyard, oh, pretending yeah. to be hurdy and stuff, uh, which is good fun. Yeah. But um, Mark McVeigh, um, Alwyn Davey, yep. he was down there, and the Johnson brothers. Yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, there was a lot of them back then that I used to love to watch and support. Yeah, nice. Do you remember the uh, the 2000 flag? No, no. Nah, I was seven then, I think, so. Yeah, nah. you were, se- you yeah. were seven. God, yeah. you've just made me realise how old <laughs> I am. Well, uh, these days I've got <laughs> bloody blokes in my team I'm playing alongside and <laughs> Put their birthday down there, 2000s, and oh, then now 2004. Well, there, oh, are ones, there would be ones born in 2004 now. Yeah, yeah, it's just wild. It's just oh, making God. me feel old now. So. God, uh, I really am feeling <laughs> old right there. Uh, but plenty of cult heroes uh, getting around the AFL, and we do love them. Oh, Mark Jacko Jackson for the older crew listening. Yep. He was, he was one of the greats back in the day. It is time for our hump day hypothetical. Nathan Broad, you've won three flags. Would you swap it for two flags and a brown low? <laughs> nah, no, nah, I wouldn't swap it for a brown. I'd swap it to be a professional golfer. Oh, would you? Um, yeah, a few of us boys at the club, we say that uh, footy gets in the way of our golf careers. But um, <laughs> right, okay. How's your? Where do you play? We remember at Q. There's yeah five of us there. Um, we we play there a fair bit. We try and try new courses as well. Um, right. We're obsessed, yeah, addicted. Absolutely Who's addicted. the outstanding golfer uh, in the team? Oh, it kills me to say it, but Rewalt. Um, oh, yeah, yeah Jack. So. I have actually played with Jack before. He hits a good ball. He's good at everything, unfortunately, Jack. Um, Is he, what's he playing off, about two or something? Yeah, I think he's off about two. Um, doesn't play at all anymore. He, um, We played oh, maybe a couple of months ago. He hasn't played all year because he got 
kids along the way. He's got three now, new one yeah. recently. Um, and so we played about yeah two or three months ago, whatever it was, and he was running late. And we said, you got to hurry up. You know, cues, all yeah. golf course these days, very strict. Yeah. He's running out of the car with his bag. He's got <laughs> his iron. He's putting his glove on, running yeah. down to the 10th tee. Yeah. Wax it on and we go first, you know, spray one right, top one, not past the ladies, yeah. top one left. He gets up there, bang, straight down the guts, birdies are first. Piss off. <laughs> that is, that yeah. is annoying. Oh, it's frustrating. But we got, we got, we're got getting there. we got Liam Baker off eight, Graham yeah. off eight. What are you um, off? I'm off 12 at the moment, yeah. Not bad. Yep. Who's the who's the real scrubber? Oh. Who has a go, but he's just no good. There's a few of them. Yeah, young blokes. The, the culture's building, so we've got a blokes off 30 and 29 and stuff. Ralph Smith, Ross, Dow. Dow's a shocker. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, he hits them <laughs> everywhere. We just came back from... Um, just before round one, we went to King Island. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we had 12 of us go there on a golf trip and we have a, the um, RFC Invitational jacket. So right. um, the blazer at the end of the trip, total Stableford points, wins the jacket. Oh, very um, nice. Yeah, yeah. So um, Ryan Mansell took the chocolates there, which, which pissed a few people yeah. off. But um, <laughs> right. yeah, but that was that was good fun, good culture building. A lot of young boys came. So Yeah, great. Awesome. So when the big tournaments are on, when the majors are on, do you all get together and watch? Yeah, we try and watch. Yeah, because yeah. they're always, um, they're normally finishing up about 6, 7 a.m. our time. Monday yeah, mornings yeah. Yeah. normally. So we roll into the club and um, chuck it up. We had the uh, Velspar Championship just gone on Monday where Spieth absolutely yeah. choked. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the boys love it, love watching it. LIV's coming to Adelaide, which is going to be good. Will you be over there playing? Is it? Does it coincide with the uh, gather round? No, it does. It's the week after the gather round, oh, yeah. Right. We play on a bloody Monday. Oh, so oh, annoying. We, yeah. Could be another sickie. <laughs> a few sickies this year. <laughs> oh, right. Well, we've got the racehorse, we've got the golf. Yeah. And uh, in between time, there's playing footy for the Richmond Football Club. Nathan Broad, before we wrap this up, we've got a couple of questions on the Insta. First up, Jack Curtis asked the question, which team impressed you most and which team do you think would be most disappointed following the opening weekend? Oh, good question. I reckon, yeah, Collingwood impressed me um, yep. down at half time by three or four goals, which these days momentum's a big thing. And to be able to turn that around yeah. and really put him to the sword, Craig McRae's doing some amazing things. He was our coach at Richmond. So, yeah, implementing a lot of things down there and um, disappointed. Uh, maybe the Crows, they had a chance to, to really put the foot on the throat. They were up as well at half time. Yeah. A lot of teams up at half time and, and gave it away, which is. Uh, a bit disappointing, yeah. Crows are up by five goal, I think. Yeah, one yeah, point they were all over them there. Yeah. yeah, and then they lost. They got pantsed 50 points or something, so that's a bad turnaround. And the Crows had a promising preseason too. A lot of people were hoping they might go all right this year. Uh, from Samuel Ellis, uh, Thursday's game, do you think Richmond played a Richmond-style game? Yes, 100%. Yep. yep. We've probably got four or five KPIs we really look at internally, yep. like time and forward half and stuff like that. And we were tick, 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 tick. Um, yeah, yeah. Better than averages last year. We, we smoked them. Just, yeah, we couldn't score a bit of polish going forward. I think we had 60-odd inside 50s, which is ridiculous. You win most games doing that. We just yep. yeah, need a little bit more polish going inside 50. There it is, Samuel Ellis. It was indeed a Richmond-style game. If you have a question for us, get on Instagram at footytalk underscore pod. Uh, and on TikTok, it's at Footy Talk Pod. Uh, tomorrow, it's Daisy and Abby here at Footy Talk. And today, it's been myself, Lemo, and Nathan Broad. Thank you, mate, and all the best for the rest of the season. Thanks, Lemo. Thank you. Listener.